Today is Friday, December 9th. The title for our devotional is David and Bathsheba. Yesterday we saw the story of Judah and Tamar as an example of how the story of Israel, and even the ancestry of the Messiah, was full of just sinful people. This illustrates God's loyal love and his sovereign plan to bring the Messiah into the world. In the genealogy, we see Matthew highlighting yet another story that emphasizes the fallenness of Israel's heroes. This is a subtle way of emphasizing their need for a Redeemer, one who is fully good and followed the way of God perfectly, and who would make us new and give us his righteousness and his spirit, without which we cannot be saved. David was a man after God's own heart, as 1 Samuel 13, 14 tells us. He was a great king for Israel, yet he was seriously flawed and in need of a Redeemer himself. This Matthew points us to with the mention of Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. Matthew 1.6 says, And Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Strangely, Matthew doesn't mention Bathsheba by name, but refers to her as Uriah's wife. Likely, this is to remind the reader of David's two sins in this event. He not only commits adultery with Bathsheba, but he commits murder as well by ordering her husband Uriah's death on the battlefield. Let's read this story as well for all of its shameful glory again. 2 Samuel 11, 1-17 In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. When David sent messengers to get her, she came to him, and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. So David sent this word to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was and how the soldiers were, and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace, and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace with all his master's servants, and did not go down to his house. David was told Uriah did not go home. So he asked Uriah, Haven't you just come from a military campaign? Why don't you go home? Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tents, and my commander Joab and my lord's men are camping are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. Here the narrator is depicting Uriah as more righteous than David. And remember, he's a Hittite. Then David said to him, Stay here one more day, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. At David's invitation, he ate and drank with them, and David made him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on his mat among his master's servants. He did not go home. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In it, he wrote, Put Uriah out in the front where the fighting is fiercest. Then withdraw from him, so he will be struck down and die. So while Joab had the city under siege, he put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest defenders were. When the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of the men in David's army fell. Moreover, Uriah the Hittite died. Like the story of Judah yesterday, these are despicable acts on the part of David that Matthew points us to specifically in this genealogy. 
David was a good king, yet seriously flawed. He was not the redeemer the people needed. Jesus is the redeemer we need. He was pointing ahead to Jesus and the need for a savior, a truly good savior. These stories would remind the Jewish audience of Jesus' day that they indeed needed a good redeemer. Continuing to run it back with another attempt at adhering to the law was the definition of insanity. Humanity needs a new covenant. We need a redeemer who will give us a new heart and put his spirit within us as the prophets declare. This we find in Jesus and in him alone. Reflection time today. We, like David and Judah, all need a truly good redeemer of our stories. Put your hope and trust in Jesus for your redemption and your salvation. Don't try to achieve it by being good on your own. That's a fool's errand. Your righteousness is found in Christ and in him alone. Embrace it as a gift, the gift of grace that it is.